Lecture topic. Preparation for Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladhin astafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. يا ايها الذين امنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen brothers and sisters the ayat of the quran sharif that was recited is very well known to all of us we hear the recitation of this ayat in talks very frequently before the month of Ramadan comes and during the month of Ramadan because Allah Ta'ala in this ayat of the Quran Sharif mentions the purpose of fasting so this Mubarak month of Ramadan is now very fast approaching us and as we had discussed on previous occasions that we have been taught in the Hadith Sharif to start preparing for Ramadan long in advance two months prior to Ramadan Nabi Kareem Sallallahu gave us this lesson when the moon was of Rajab was sighted Nabi Kareem Sallallahu made the dua Allahumma barik lana fi Rajabi wa Sha'ban wa balighna Ramadan Ya Allah grant us barakah in the months of Rajab and Sha'ban and enable us to reach the month of Ramadan because of such a great month we should not be deprived of its blessings so this dua being made right from the beginning of Rajab was a message to us that we should be very eagerly anticipating Ramadan and preparing ourselves for it when there's any major occasion any great occasion coming up in somebody's life, whatever the occasion might be, there's a lot of anticipation, eagerness, waiting for it, getting excited as the days approach, and there's a lot of preparation as well. Depending on whatever it might be, accordingly would, it, would be the preparation. Sometimes somebody is getting married, and since the person is getting married, there's a lot of preparation that goes, for that nikah. Now the nikah itself is a very simple matter. It will take a very short while which happens in the masjid. But now there will be some guests coming to the house. So the house is made all spick and span. Even the garden is cleaned out. Whatever else. Whereas the nikah is a very simple affair. It doesn't and should not be an elaborate matter. But despite that people make a lot of preparations and they clean out the house and sometimes people go to some ajib lens, they will now paint the house and what not. But for what? Now there's a very big event coming up. There's a very important occasion. So for these things, people understand that there's some preparation, there's some clean up to do, there's some things to now get ready for. But now the month of Ramadan, which is such a great month, and its greatness can be understood very, very clearly from the hadith of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سے قد اولکم شہر عظیم اے ویری گریٹ منتھ ہیز ڈونڈ اپون یو ہی سد دس ٹو دا صحابہ کرام جسٹ بفور امدان کھیم ان دیٹ اے ویری گریٹ منتھ ہیز ڈونڈ اپون یو ناؤ وٹ کین وی انڈرسٹینڈ دا گریٹنیس آف سم تھنگ لائک رمدان نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ہی نوز دا گریٹنیس And when he is saying to us a very great month, it is beyond our imagination of how great. So this very great month of Ramadan, قَدْ أَظَلَّكُمْ شَهْرٌ عَظِيمٌ So now, what preparation is required from us? Do we just take it just, by the way, just go without any conscious preparation? So that's not going to be very constructive. There's one uh, little saying, is this a saying that somebody coined up? But it's a very good saying, but because it all sort of rhymes up, it's a little bit easy to remember also. But what the saying is, that proper prior planning prevents pathetic performance. So all the words are starting off with the letter P. And the word pass also starts off with the letter P. So if you want to pass, we mustn't allow this situation to crop up. So now what the state is? Proper prior planning. Prior planning, planning in advance. But planning in advance in a proper manner. So now one is that we just wait for something to happen. Now a person is starting a business. So now the business is going to start on the 1st of March. So now on the 29th or 28th of February, the person is now beginning to start thinking now what to do. Oh, well, tomorrow we have to open up. So now let's just see if we can sweep the place. So the 1st of March, that place is still going to be bare. It's going to be empty. No customers are going to come in. Nothing is going to be sold. Or if you brought some stock quickly on the last day, it's all going to be just lying on the floor and just unpacked. Nobody is going to be interested in coming and buying there. So he's going to lose out, lose out on the sales, lose out on the profits. Somebody is planning to do something. For example now, there's some project that the person has to present for one assignment in some subject. So now that project, it requires some work, some effort, requires some planning. So now the morning that that project has to be presented, the person is now beginning to think, now what should I do? How should I do it? So the chances are they're going to fail in that project because they're not going to get anything done in good time. And it's going to be very haphazard because it's going to be a last minute thinking that's going on. So very haphazard, very rushed. So the, the thinking was not put into it. It's not going to be presented correctly. It's going to be very, very shabbily presented so now the person lost out so in all these matters of life we understand that look there's an invitation now we invited some guests they're going to come for lunch we can't start preparing at 10 o'clock in the morning that preparation starts sometimes one day before two days before depending on how big that invitation is how many people are being invited for whatever that dawat is so accordingly the preparations start things get now prepared in terms of what the needs are, what the requirements are, several days in advance, for something that is of a very limited 
time duration. But yet so much of preparation. Now something so great like Ramadan, the question to myself and the question to ourselves now is, as we sit now in this Mubarak month of Shaban has already started, what preparations have we started making for Ramadan? That's the question. The question is, what preparations? Now maybe before that the first question should be, did I start planning? Did I start preparing? If I did start preparing, then the next question is, what preparations? So now unfortunately, sometimes the first question already, things are stuck. That there has been no preparations for Ramadan yet. So then the second question doesn't even apply now, that what preparations? So in any case, if supposing that is the issue, that thus far there has been no preparation, then too all is not lost. It should have started already, but Allah Ta'ala's fazal, Allah's karam, Allah's ihsan, that we are being given the tawfiq of discussing, of listening, of pondering over this, of thinking about it, that well, Ramadan is now getting very close, every day is just flying past, and before I know it, it will be already Ramadan, it's now less than a month left, so now I should do something, that thought, that inspiration, that I should do something, that too is the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala. But now the question is, are we going to latch onto this tawfiq? Are we going to grab this opportunity that we should start doing something, something has come in the heart, what we are listening to, what we are speaking about, it has now made us conscious that I should not be delaying this anymore. So now if we latch onto it and we now start doing something, that too is ghanimat, that too is a very great bounty from Allah Ta'ala that we started now. We should have started earlier, but even now is still better than delaying it any further. And that we have we are busy discussing this right now, then to delay further, this is a very great deprivation. This procrastination, delaying things, this is from shaitan. This procrastination is from shaitan. If a person says, I'm going to start tomorrow, that tomorrow never comes. Because tomorrow, he said, I'm going to start tomorrow, so when he comes to tomorrow, it will be the same thing, because tomorrow doesn't come. Tomorrow is the day after. So tomorrow also it will be tomorrow. And the day after tomorrow will still be tomorrow, that I'm going to start tomorrow. That person who says, I'm starting now, one is to say, start today, that too is a dangerous situation, because today, so now in my mind is that today is still a long day, so today will mean after Asar for example, but now by the time Asar comes, I forgot. So, well, okay, doesn't matter. Tonight, Isha time. I'm going to start something. And before Isha comes, already I forgot. Now tomorrow I start thinking about today. That cycle carries on. So that person starts, who says that, I have started. Now the question would be, but we didn't start. So how can we say I have started? So we make the niyat in our hearts and minds now that I am going to be preparing for Ramadan from now. So the decision from now is that we started. 
So now we will say that I have started. What is the starting? That I have now made a decision that I have now put this into action that I am going to make an effort to plan and prepare for Ramadan. Now the first planning or the first preparation already in our heart, dua. Ya Allah, such a great month. I am in such ghaflat. I am still so heedless. Like nothing is happening. If somebody was getting married three months time, their mind would be running in that. They would be thinking about it. Let alone then get married. Their sister is getting married two months time, three months time. Somebody's brother is getting married a few months time. Some other event is happening. From now already our mind is running. It's not our nikah, it's somebody else's. Some brother, sister, whoever, some cousin. We're already thinking about things. Every now and again something coming to mind. So for these kind of things our mind also runs. Our heart is attached in that direction. Ya Allah, Ramadan is around the corner. I didn't start thinking about it too. It didn't even cross my mind. I didn't even bring it to heart that subhanallah, what a great month is coming. And what have, what am I going to do? So already this dua, Ya Allah, you give me the tawfiq of preparing for this great month. That's a start. So now as we are speaking, as we are listening, we should already be making this dua in the heart. Ya Allah, you enable me to prepare for Ramadan. That's how we start already. We started making dua. In one masnoon dua, Nabi Kareem Salaam teaches us dua for Ramadan. Allahumma sallimni li Ramadan. وَسَلِّمْ رَمَضَانَ لِي وَسَلِّمْ هُلِي مُتَقَبَّلًا Ya Allah, you keep me safe for Ramadan. Safe from illnesses, safe from difficulties and hardships and calamities. A person gets ill, Allah forbid. Now the person has so much of hope, so many good intentions, so much of zeal, that I'm going to do this, I'm going to fast, I'm going to make so much of tilawat, I'm going to make the nafil salah, I'm going to dedicate my time to dua. I'm going to engage in some effort of deen. So many good intentions, but now illness came in the way. And Allah's hukam, but it became a means of us not being able to fulfill all these good intentions. So now we're asking Allah's help. Ya Allah, you keep me safe from illnesses. Sometimes such a situation comes about, that a situation that consumes a person's mind, Allah forbid, Allah save us. Somebody is in a war situation. People are in poverty-stricken situations. Some people are in such severe social issues. Some people are in such very, very severe domestic matters. As a result of which the entire heart and mind is consumed. The person just can't think what to do, which way to turn, what's to be done, what's not to be done. And the whole heart and mind and thinking, everything is now just consumed by this situation and circumstances that have come about, as a result of which the person can't even apply one's mind towards tilawat, towards zikr, towards durood sharif, towards dua. We're asking Allah safety from all this. Ya Allah, you save me from any such circumstances, situation, illnesses, other matters that become a barrier from making the maximum a'mal in the month of Ramadan. وَسَلِّمْ رَمَضَانَ لِي Ya Allah, keep the month of Ramadan conducive for me. That the month of Ramadan, things are all positive. So one is my own personal situation, Ya Allah, you keep me safe. Keep the time of Ramadan very conducive for me. 
So now this is part of what we already discussed, the circumstances that are apart from ourselves. So one is our own conditions, one is what is surrounding us, that to Ya Allah keep it positive, and وَسَلِّمْهُ لِي مُتَقَبَّلَا Ya Allah, you accept this from me. So, dua, so we've been taught how to make dua. Now in our own words also, we should start making this dua daily. Daily we make dua in our own words, Ya Allah, you help me to prepare for this very great month. Allah, so many Ramadans came in my life already, and Ramadan came and Ramadan went, but after it went, whatever good happened in Ramadan too went away. Allah, this was such a severe loss that I incurred, that whatever little was done in Ramadan, that too went away, because of the neglect, because of them just going through the motions and forgetting everything. So now, this is the preparation time, to prepare. And as described, that or mentioned earlier, proper prior planning. So now, what is proper prior planning? So everything's prior planning is according to what the work is all about, depending on what's to be done, so the planning would be accordingly. So now in the month of Ramadan, what is to be done? The planning of that must happen from now. How is the month of Ramadan to be conducted? What is going to be and should be our way of conducting ourselves? So keeping that in mind, and how we supposed to conduct ourselves? One is obviously the fasting, which is farz, on anybody that fasting is farz on them, then it's farz. Somebody is not yet of age, it's not farz on them, etc. But other than that, so the one is the fasting. Then the month of Ramadan is meant to become filled with a'mal. Among the very, very important a'mal of the month of Ramadan is tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. Very great personalities, Imam Malik Rahmatullahi. We all have heard the name of Imam Malik Rahmatullahi, one of the four great Imams, Imam Udaril Hijra. He was the very great Imam of Madina Munawwara and the Imam of the Maliki Mazhab and Fiqh. He was a great muhaddis as well, great scholar and faqih. When the month of Ramadan would come, he would put everything else aside, meaning put it all on pause, and dedicate his time to the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. So now this was the zeal for a'mal, and they understood that the Qur'an Sharif and Ramadan have a very, very close association. In the Qur'an Sharif itself, Allah Ta'ala says, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ وَبَيِّنَاتٍ مِّنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ That is the month of Ramadan in which the Qur'an was revealed. So, from the Lawhul Mahfuz to the seven heavens, the entire Qur'an Sharif was revealed on the 27th of Ramadan, or in the month of Ramadan itself. And then from there to Nabi Kareem Wasallam over a span of 23 years in portions. But this initial revelation happened in the month of Ramadan. And many muhaddisin of the view that the first wahi that came to Nabi Kareem Wasallam that to happen in Ramadan. When Nabi Kareem Wasallam was in the cave of Hira. So that first wahi, the first five ayat of Surah Iqra, Allah Ta'ala selected the month of Ramadan for its revelation. So the Qur'an Sharif is a very close attachment. So now the question for myself, for all of us, 
what preparations have we already made, and if not yet, then as of today, what preparations we are making for tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif for Ramadan. But now what, what kind of preparation? We start making more tilawat now. And the more tilawat we make now, gradually increasing it, in the month of Ramadan, this will be then increased much more. Just on this note, just a little bit of a digression, Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, this is to be done with tajweed. The Qur'an Sharif is Allah Ta'ala's Kalam, and Allah Ta'ala's Kalam must be read in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased. And Allah Ta'ala is not pleased when that Qur'an Sharif is recited haphazardly. لَيْسَ مِنَّا مَنْ لَمْ يَتَغَنَّ بِالْقُرْآنِ Nabi Akareem Wasallam says that that person is not among us. Now what a severe way of expressing this. We got nothing to do with him. He's not part of us. Who? Mallam yatagannah bil Quran. One meaning of this is who do not recite the Quran Sharif with tajweed. So now one is a person is learning still, person is but weak, faltering, but the effort is there to learn. So mashallah, very good. They'll get extra reward for the extra effort if it's a little bit of a difficulty on somebody. But out of neglect, out of haphazard recitation, now we're just racing for a number that I need to complete so many paras for the day, so just get done with it now. So in order to just get done with it, we're racing, but in that racing, the words are being eaten up, being mispronounced, the letters are not being pronounced correctly, other essential rules of tajweed are not being applied, so Allah Ta'ala is not pleased with such a recitation. And such a recitation, Allah forbid, may not get accepted, then we lost out the effort also, we lost out everything. So this is the very crucial thing, that we need to recite the Qur'an Sharif correctly. There's no harm in reciting it fluently, little bit on a faster note, but provided that the tajweed is not compromised in any way. The tajweed cannot be compromised, because if the tajweed gets compromised, it sometimes can change the entire meaning. The person didn't pronounce a letter correctly, can change the entire meaning. One person didn't know tajweed properly, or wasn't careful, he was neglectful, just reciting haphazardly. So now, he's reciting, and he's saying, وَهَذَا بَغْلِي شَيْخَا the Qur'an Sharif, the ayat is, وَهَذَا بَعْلِي شَيْخَا And this is my old husband. Husband has gone very old. Sara radiallahu ta'ala anha. Now he changed the whole word. And Baal, he made it a ghain. Ayn, he made it a ghain. Now how much the word gets distorted? Ayn, Baalun means husband. And with a ghain, the meaning goes away to a mule. Now from where to where? Now some might take it, literally for themselves, but that's not the way that the Qur'an Sharif is to be recited. So now, what a major distortion of the word of the Qur'an Sharif, of the meaning of the Qur'an Sharif. Now this is one example, there are many, many well-known examples, Qalbun with a Qaf, and small Qaf, Kalbun, the Qalbun with the Qaf is heart, and the small Qaf, Kalbun, it goes completely in another direction, means dog. 
Now what a distortion if a person decides Qalbun as Kalbun. So the Quran Sharif, no problem if it's recited a little fluently, recited on a little bit of a faster note, faster pace, but one very important precondition, that the Tajweed cannot be compromised. The recitation must be clear, must be correct. Correct in terms of the Tajweed as well. The correct pronunciation of the letters, applying the basic rules of Tajweed. So, this is the first one in very important preparation, the preparation of Tilawat. And that preparation must start from now, because as we increase the pace and increase the, the, the amount of Tilawat, this will be now like when that plane has to take off, it first taxis on the runway. So now for a while it's just on the ground. So now somebody is saying, but this plane is supposed to be flying in the air, but this is still running on the ground. He says, well, this is the start, this is a run-up. When it has taken a sufficient run-up, it will be able to take off. Now we decide to start the run-up after Ramadan starts. So before we can take off, Ramadan is over. And we fall flat immediately. So now we need to start off with Tilawat from today and from now. And inshallah as the days go past, as we get closer to Ramadan, this will help us to take off in Ramadan and make much more Tilawat and other Amal as well. So one is the preparation in terms of Tilawat starts off now. Dua we mentioned starts off now. Another very important preparation on a general note is to draw up a timetable for Ramadan. One is now, okay, we're going to be in Madrasa, for example, etc. But how are we going to structure the early morning times, the evening times, what are we going to start off with, what are we going to do? So, how are we going to set our time out in such a way that it becomes productive? There's time for Tilawad, there's time for Zikr, there's time for dedicated Dua, there's time for some learning of Deen, listening to some talk of deen, etc. So now there's a structure, there's some overall general idea of how the time is going to be used correctly. Then sometimes some things go up and down, understood, but there's a principal structure in place which helps to put things in a direction. So we should start drawing up that timetable today. Maybe it might not get completed today, but in a brief manner, we start planning the timetable and drawing it up today. Our Mawallimas will inshallah check it and this will help us to start preparing for Ramadan. So there must be some time slotted in for dua, for tasbihat and zikr, for tilawat of the Quran Sharif, for nawafil, for some talim, etc. This is what's going to make that time very, very productive, very profitable for us. Then we will see inshallah after Ramadan has gone, there will be continuity in the amal. Otherwise, barely the month has passed and already everything has gone flat. So, this is also part of this preparation. The month of Ramadan is round the corner. The aslaf, the pious predecessors, it's mentioned about them, six months in advance, they would be preparing for Ramadan. And after Ramadan, for six months, they're making istighfar. Allah, we didn't do what we should have done. So, Allah, forgive us. Now, what crossed our minds and hearts thus far about Ramadan, about the preparation for Ramadan? We don't use the time correctly. Do we feel that remorse, that regret, what Ramadans have passed in our life? Did we feel that remorse and regret? Now we need to develop this. 
that the importance of Ramadan in our hearts, then the preparation for it, and then to apply ourselves. One very important preparation is the ta'aleem of the fadail Ramadan, the fadail and virtues of Ramadan. Inshallah, some tartib can be worked out where this is read in the class at least for five to seven minutes daily, a little bit more also, to start bringing about the enthusiasm for Ramadan. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala make us all among those who appreciate this great month. Allah ta'ala enable us to use the time correctly and productively. Allah ta'ala make, make it a turning moment in our lives. Turn for the better. A turn towards Him. A turn towards deen in entirety. This will inshallah turn our lives around for the better. Our lives will turn around for the better in every regard. In deen and in dunya as well. Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. أن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اخفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم سلمنا لرمضان وسلم رمضان لنا وسلمه لنا متقبلا اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه معين الحمد لله